0: Welcome to the ICC Imara podcast. Here at ICC Imara, we're all about connecting people to God and to each other, challenging believers to Christ-likeness, and changing the world. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this message. Good morning, good morning, and happy Valentine's Day. Love is in the air, and I hope that uh, you are enjoying this uh, wonderful day that the Lord has given to us and today we are going to be speaking about love we're going to be speaking about God's love impacting generations and uh, yesterday we had a wonderful wonderful time to launch our, our strategic plan for 2021 to 2025 and our vision uh, for this church uh, in the next five years and i'm praying that uh, already is starting to bubble in your heart our vision new vision statement god's love impacting generations we said that we have heard from god as a leadership and this is what we are sharing with you and uh, we are praying that you are going to be joining us in the way forward to impact people's lives within the sphere that god has given to us you see when god calls you as an individual He has a specific plan for you. We talked about this uh, last Sunday when we talked about uh, the call of uh, Jeremiah. And it is for you to discover why you have been chosen, why God has set you apart. As you spend time with him, seeking him and serving in his kingdom. This is important uh, so that you can know how you're going to serve God going forward. It is uh, important for us as a church to know what God has called us for and to follow that path. And that is why we have this new vision and we are looking forward to what God is going to do with us in the next uh, five years. However many times when we are seeking our purpose, we tend uh, to seek uh, to know how God will bless us, how we can be successful, how we can become famous. But God is looking for partners. God is looking for people who are going to catch his heart and partner with him to impact uh, generations. And the truth is that we are created for influence, God has created us as inferences uh, through the service and impacting the generations uh, that God has uh, allowed us to live uh, through. So the book of Psalms uh, 145 and verse 4 says, One generation shall commend your works uh, to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And we want to be part of this great work that God is doing in his people. So we are saying this morning that there is a call of service. There is a call of service to you as an individual. There is a call of service to us as ICC Imara, as a community, as a congregation. There is a call of service that God is calling us to, to work as we partner with him. We have been called and created uh, to serve. This is what uh, the word of God tells us. And we should not waste time chasing after the weed, chasing after personal interests. Indeed, James uh, chapter 4 and verse 14 says, You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. In other words uh, there is a hurry there is urgency we need uh, to do what god has called us to do in urgency because there is no time we have only a limited time that god has allowed us to live in this world and impact it in the book of acts uh, chapter 13 and verse 36 we see there it is recorded that david served the purposes of god in his own generation before he rested with his uh, fathers. In other words, uh, that urgency of spreading the gospel, of partnering with God, of doing the things that we talked about uh, last Sunday when Jesus was saying he was sick and um, you did not come to see me. He was homeless and no one gave him shelter. He was hungry and no one gave him food. There is a lot uh, that we needed to do. And like David, who is commended that he served the purposes of God, we must receive the same challenge and ask ourselves, are we serving the purposes of God or are we following our own interests? You see, David was not even a perfect man. He had obvious faults and he had weaknesses. We all know that. But God made David into a great king for his own glory. And God is going to use you however you are. You cannot say that I am not worthy. You cannot say it is for a selected group of people. I am part of the plan of God in impacting this world today and in the generations that are going to come. It is said of David that he was a man after God's own heart. What worked for David was his willingness uh, to serve. It was his humility and it was his obedience to God. And these are the values that you and me ought uh, to pursue, to w- the willingness to serve God, humility and obedience uh, to serve God. And as a congregation we are calling all of us Um outward we need to understand why we we have been called and 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 where we have been called to and for what purpose we have been called in other words we must find our identity we must find our identity as a congregation so we are talking about our new vision statement And it reads, uh, God's love impacting generations, God's love impacting generations. God's love flows uh, through people. And we said last Sunday that uh, when we love people, we love God. And when we love God, we fulfill his will and we fulfill his uh, purposes. So God's love impacting generations is part of our JD, is part of what God has called us to do. And our mission statement which we know by heart connecting people to god and to each other challenging believers into Christ-likeness and changing the world god is calling us uh, to partner with him god is calling us uh, to do his work god is calling us uh, to impact the uh, generations so that people can be changed and we want to thank all of you who are currently serving including the more than 231 new volunteers that have signed. And if you have not signed, the opportunity is there because there is a lot in the kingdom. The Lord himself said that there is a great harvest, but we are looking for liberals. The liberals are few. And so this morning I'm calling all of us to to, to face the challenges, uh, to face the obstacles, but also to grab the opportunities uh, that God has for us in our time To impact the next generation. We do not know if these are the best or the worst times that we are living in. All we know is that in our time, um, uh, you know, God is raising up a generation for himself. And we want to be part of the generation that is going to work with God, that God is raising for, uh, for himself. Now, for us to be part of the work of God, we have to be loving God. We have to love him. We have to chase after him. We have to answer to his call. And the prerequisite of service in God's kingdom is indeed to love God. If we love God, we will serve him. If we love God, we will hear him. If we love God, we will obey him. If, we'll, if we love God, we will go when he says go. And as a congregation, we have to be completely sold out uh, to him, despite our state at any time. You know... God is not with a fair weather friend. He uh, you know doesn't respond to us because the the situation is uh, is convenient or is allowing. You know he, he he does not expect us as well to only love him and to serve him if the going is good. And sometimes we, we can't treat uh, God in such a manner. God is a friend of all seasons uh, for us. And he expects us uh, to be the same, to reciprocate by serving him in all seasons. Not when it is good for us, not when it is comfortable, not when it is going well for us. God is saying, I want you to serve, him, to serve me all the time and serving my people. Like he prepared Israel to enter into the promised land, God is preparing us for the new beginning. Last year, God promised us that it is going to be a new beginning and he is expecting us he is waiting on us in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1 uh, chapter 6 verse 1 to 25 it talks about this preparation and god is telling the children of israel you are entering into the promised land and i want to encourage you to read the whole chapter he is telling them this is what you are going to find in the land of milk and honey As good as it is, you're going to find people there. They are worshipping other gods. They are following their own vision. They are following their their, their, their own power of the moment. But I I want you to be different even though you are going to be among them. And I want to uh, highlight a few verses in uh, Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 25. Let me start with verse 1 to 3. God uh, commanded Moses to teach Israel. And he said, these are the commands and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing Jordan to possess. So that you, your children and their children. Now there are three generations here. You, your children and their children after them uh, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you and uh, um, uh, so that uh, you may enjoy life. In other words, what God is saying, go there. This is the promised land, but I want you to know you and your children and their children and their children's children I heard because God is saying I want you to set it up today I want your uh, my people to know that I am their God they are not to follow anything else they are not uh, to chase after anything else but the responsibility of passing this message was with the people that were hearing God at that particular time And our responsibility has been bestowed on us to pass on to the next generations the identity of the true God in a world that people prefer to place their trust in many different values. That is our call today. People in this world have different values and belief systems and gods. And God is a generous God. Only Him stands, only Him reigns. Zechariah says in uh, Zechariah fourteen, and verse nine, that the Lord will be king over the whole earth, and on that day there will be one Lord, and His name, uh, and, and His name, the only name. And this is the understanding that we ought to have: that we have only one God. There is only one name, and He is the true God. The true God and he is the one we ought to speak about. He is the one that we ought to to preach and he is the only one that we ought to pass on from generation to generation. We are called to love God. We are called to concentrate, think about him. We are called to relate his word to our daily lives, to teach his commands to our children and to live each day by the guidelines of his word. And I want to speak to you parents. Please teach the Bible to your children. We have seen in other religions, they start drumming up their their holy books as they call them. From when the children are, are young, they are forced to memorize those and they are indoctrinated. Here we have the true word of God that gives life. Teach it to your children. Well, as uh, you, you know, as a church, we want to teach your children as you give them to us. But the primary responsibility of teaching the word of God lies with you, parents. And we want to encourage you. We have given you the material. We we, we we help you on ways and how you can teach them. All you need to do is to obey, to be consistent, to be disciplined and teach your children. Don't just ask them what did you learn in Sunday school today. Teach them the word of God even as you learn it. Live as an example to them, as a, a, as an example of the eternal truths that uh, I learned in, the, in, in an environment of a God-fearing uh, you know, uh, family. When you are together, let them see you read the word. Let them see you share the word of God. Let them see you live the word of God. So we must change the narrative of learning the word of God even for us as adults. And also for our children because we are impacting the current generations and the generations that are going to come with God's love. You know, there is a a narrative out there. And this is what we have made, the Word of God as information-oriented. But we need to change that narrative and we see the Word of God as an orientation of life. Not information-oriented, but life-oriented. And if you want your children to follow God, If you want your children's children to follow God, you must make God a part of your everyday experiences and conversations. This is how you are going to impact your generation and the coming generations by hearing the word of God, by teaching your children diligently to see God in all aspects of life. To know that God does not control one part of life, he controls every part of our life. And I trust uh, that we shall rise uh, to the challenge that God has placed uh, before us because he has not just told us go and do it. He is uh, with us. I was reading uh, on the Busan uh, Convention uh, gathering on, of, of 2006 and there is an article there that, uh, that was interesting about the purpose of God. And, um, and, and, and I thought that uh, as they made this declaration, perhaps we may find it uh, relevant uh, today. And I just want to quote um, uh, th- this article. They said, we affirm our belief in the eternal God, creator and Lord of the world, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who governs all things according to the purposes of his will. He has been calling out uh, from the world a people for himself and sending back his people into the world to be his servants and his uh, witnesses for the extension of his kingdom, the building up of Christ's body and the glory of his name. We confess with shame that we have often denied our calling and failed in our mission by becoming conformed to the world or by withdrawing from it. Yet we rejoice that even when borne by uh, earthen vessels, the gospel is still a precious treasure. To the task of making that treasure known, um, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we desire to dedicate ourselves anew. And I trust uh, that we shall desire too to rededicate ourselves anew to the purposes of God because he is our identity. We shall know him and we shall make him known. And that ought to be part of what we believe in, that we wanted to know God and to make him known and these are the challenges uh, that we face today because uh, we are oscillating between what the world is offering and uh, what god is calling us uh, to do and we fail many times but when we come back and we tell god yes we hear you god we acknowledge you that you are our god we want to be part of your plan of impacting generations that way we will face our challenges knowing that we shall be victorious and challenges are there. Let me speak about uh, some of the challenges uh, that we face, particularly as we follow Jesus in a pluralistic pluralistic and contemporary world. And uh, these are daily challenges uh, that I know that uh, you face, uh, and I will mention just a few of them uh, so that you can resonate uh, with um, the challenges that are there. Every day, number one, we face economic crisis. And there is temptation to take a shortcut to make money. Who does not face this? Particularly in times like this. Here you have the word of God and we know what it is speaking to us clearly. Following God and God teaching us about faithfulness. But the economic crisis that we face every day is real the opportunity of being able to mitigate that by making a little bit of some money outside through a shortcut is also real. So Christians are facing these things daily. But it is for us to ask ourselves, where does our help come from? The second challenge that we face is a globalized marketplace where the rules of the game are dictated outside of our influence. We want to do business We want to interact, we want to be part of it, but there are decisions that are made outside our sphere of influence and many of them do not conform with our Christian values. And so these are things uh, that we must face daily and we ask ourselves, uh, how do we navigate through such a world? We face challenges of following Jesus as the truth in a relativity relativistic, uh, uh, you know, world, a world that is comparing, a world that is outside there and looking for answers outside the influence of God. And many of the challenges that are coming to us are that kind of comparison, are that kind of offering solutions in a manner that is really not in agreement with our faith, media and technology. It is a good tool and we can use it for the spread of the gospel, but also it raises a lot of challenges in the things that are are, are aired and the things that are influencing our young people. And number six is uh, the ministry to the urban youth because their heroes are coming from elsewhere. And when we want to bring the word of God, there is so much influence. There is confusion with our young people. And unless we rise up to the challenges that we are facing and knowing that we are, we are called as influencers to impact the generations, then the challenges may override us. But that does not need to be so because our God is victorious. Hallelujah. So despite uh, the, 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 these challenges that we are talking about, our task is to respond with courage for the sake of our generations and for the sake of the generations uh, to come. And the, 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 the challenges that we have just talked about, uh, uh, you know, raises uh, fears uh, in us. They, 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 they may become uh, discouragers uh, to us and uh, they may derail us uh, from re- uh, responding to the call of God. But we can arise, friends, we can arise and we can trust God that we can be greatly used even as we are. We don't need to look down on ourselves. God can use us to fulfill his purposes in our generations and in our children's uh, generations. Many men and women have been used by God before us and a similar or even worse times. And so we can trust we too can respond to the glory of God and for, you know, and for the advancement of his kingdom. Because if he has done it before, he is going to do it even through this world today that seems to face many challenges. I'm going to share with us five great ways that I feel we can respond through. And I call them the great ways. Number one is the great commandment. Jesus said that the great commandment is this in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37 to 38, that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. You see, love for God is the wellspring of our Christianity and the ministry that God has called us to do if we would follow this as the great commandment and love God with all our heart and with all our soul and mind, then we know that we will not grow weary. So why is it that we should fear? Why is it that then we grow weary? Our relationship with God can indeed suffer from the responsibilities that we have over lives. But when we have put our trust in God, the world's demands that uh, you know we 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 put ourselves and our uh, and our survival on that have become the first call of our lives. We can be able to overcome this because we are working with the inspiration of our love for God. We have demanding jobs. I know. Yes that are necessary for the upkeep of our families. We have taxes to pay. We have education necessary for our promotions. Life, yes, can be overwhelming. But when we understand and we know the greatest commandments to love God first, then we know that God is going to be on our side. The Lord spoke to the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelations chapter 2 and verse 3 and 4 and he said, I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. May we not be found to be doing good. May we not be found to to do that which is comfortable for us, and we have lost the first love for God. Because we have a duty to make the greatest commandment our priority. It is our duty to always love God with all our hearts, minds, and souls, and strength. When we give ourselves uh, to God, then we will serve His people. The second one is the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is about making disciples. And Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey what I have commanded you. Matthew 28, 19 to uh, verse 28. And the process of disciple-making requires a great love for people. And we saw this last Sunday. We must be willing to invest our time. We must uh, be willing to sacrifice our resources. And uh, we must... uh, push on in a sustained sacrifice, not so that we can have it in our way, not so that people can reciprocate, but a sacrifice that is unending because we are doing it to our God. So the question is, who will you go and make disciples? Who will you sponsor someone to go and make disciples? Who will give their resources as we are called in a time that are difficult, in a time that the resources that we have are not even for what we think we need today? Friends, it is about a sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. The third one is the greater requirement. And what does God require of you and me? Micah chapter 6 and verse 6 says that uh, to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. This is God's requirement of us to do justice to people, to love uh, people, loving kindness, loving mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Because we need humility. Like we say earlier about David, it is about loving people. And when we love people, we know we love God as well. And we will be able to stand up and fight for the justice of people. We shall show mercy. We shall show kindness to those uh, who are with us, including those who work for us and those we are working with. And we are going to walk in humility before God. Because... God is calling us to impact generation. It is not about us, it is about his kingdom. The call for us as believers is to decrease and to allow our God to increase. Number four is the great cost. The great cost to attain greatness for the glory of God. It comes with a great cost. And we as believers, we must be prepared to pay. Jesus said in Mark chapter 8 and verse 34 to 35. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. Jesus was talking about sacrifice. He was talking about servanthood when the call of duty comes for the sake of the kingdom of God we must be prepared to sacrifice even our own ambitions and put the kingdom first, to put the people of God first, to know that we must live our lives in a manner that is going to impact the generation that we are in and the generations that are coming. We are going to be a great testimony of the work of God because this is the cost that we are willing to pay. Indeed, thereafter, in chapter 10 and verse 43, he says, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And we have been called to servanthood. Are you prepared to serve others? or your time is so precious. Sometimes we find we are looking for people to serve, but people are busy doing their own things. It is not about, uh, uh, you know, uh, power and positions, but it is about a service. And this is what we are called for. And if you want to become great in the kingdom of God, you must learn how to serve and to become a servant of all. And God then will elevate you. The last one is the great understanding. And the men of Issachar are recorded in the book of First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. And the scriptures say they understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Great wisdom, great wisdom is needed in ministry. Men and women who are wise and the, uh, the, the the scriptures tell us in the book of James that if we don't have our wisdom we should ask from God. Such understanding of the times uh, that we are in, it requires discipline. It is requiring us to study the situations uh, that are surrounding us. It is requiring wisdom to look at what is surrounding us. It requires wisdom to know what are the inferences and how can we counter that which is influencing people away from God. It comes as a result of reflection. It comes as a result of analysis. It comes as a result of prayer. It comes as a result of spending time with God, even as we are in a world that is full of these things. Yes, we are in the world, but not of the world. We need to walk with the wisdom inside there to be humble as a dove, but to be wise as a serpent. That's what the scriptures say. We are listening. We are seeing the plans that are out there. And we are asking ourselves, how can we counter this? Because it does not conform to the values that we believe in. How can we be there and be used of God to impact generations? This is what is required of us. We are required to be men and women of vision. We are required to be men and women of courage. We are required to be men and women of determination. We pray that we shall be people of zeal, people of wisdom, people of understanding the times and knowing what we need to do and how we ought to respond. And you know what? God's kingdom is going to 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 grow. It is going to thrive. It is going to be victorious because you and me are going to sacrifice. We are going to offer ourselves to be used of God to impact the generations that are in our times and the generations that are coming, just like the men of uh, Issachar who understood their times. In conclusion, the future of the work of God is contingent upon our ability and willingness to trust God uh, through our faith. And the faith that we have is given to us. The faith we have, we know it is true. Yes, uh, we know there are challenges in there and we have talked about, but we know that our God is victorious. Many of the setbacks we have in ministry is about doubt that God is able to cover our backs When we are laboring in his work and sometimes we walk in fear and we are wondering who is going to be covering our back. How are we going to be able to provide for our daily lives if we give ourselves to ministry? There is a fear of what the future holds. And we tend to desire to first be sure of our comfort before we can serve others. But God is reminding us that he is a God of promise. And he has promised us in the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 that if we first seek his kingdom and all its righteousness, all else is going to be added to us. Hallelujah. Would we give ourselves to the work of God? Would you allow yourself, would you sacrifice time, would you sacrifice resources, would you give your life to Jesus, would you allow him to use you, would you allow God to dwell in you, to live in you by giving yourself over to him so that uh, he can use you to impact uh, the generations that we are in. This is our prayer, this is our running call as ICC Imara, to all of us believers that are called at this particular time, God's love impacting generations. That is what we live for. That is our identity. That is what God is calling us to trust him for. Amen. I want to pray for you. To begin this journey to be part of us and i want to encourage all of you who have made this decision in the past to continue hanging on there and to know that god is with you even when challenges come he has told us that we are going to face many trials and tribulations but be of good cheer the lord who has called us has overcome the world Are you there and you're saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to serve his kingdom. This prayer that I'm about to make is for you. Would you pray this prayer with me in your heart and let us know so that we can be able to disciple you. And the Lord God who forgives, who calls uh, people into his kingdom, into his work, the fulfilling work of our God is going to hear you and he is going to welcome you. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I have tried on my own, and now I come to the realization that I need you. Now I surrender my life to you. Forgive my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Give me a new beginning. Allow me to be a laborer in your kingdom. And when you return, I will be privileged to be called a child of God. This prayer I make, believing in my heart, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Thank you for listening we hope this message has blessed you if this ministry has impacted your life you can help us reach others by partnering with us you can give through our website iccemarorg give be sure to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this have a great week